Welcome to the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society. Welcome to ITSB Magazine. You're listening to a new The Changemaking Podcast with Chloe Mestagi. Each episode will introduce an area of technology that needs work and highlight the changemakers working on it. Join Chloe and guests as they tap into their passion about equity and rights for all. Knowledge is power, now more than ever. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Change Making Podcast with ITSP Magazine. And today, we're going to be diving into Blacks and Cyber with Michaela, the founder and executive director of Blacks and Cyber. We also have Arthur on here, who's the director of operations. Michaela and Arthur, welcome. Excellent. Uh, Michaela, why don't you start and tell a little bit about yourself to everyone? Awesome. I can do that. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Michaela Barnett. I'm the founder of Black and Cybersecurity. Um, I first found out about cybersecurity in the cybersecurity field while I was co- in college and undergraduate, um, my undergraduate program. And I was able to um, be able to go to a few conferences and seminars and really learn about what it was um, as I matriculated from college and undergrad life to professional life. So I'm really excited to tell you guys our story today. Okay, cool. Yeah, my name's Arthur. Um, I'm actually a career changer. So I used to work in uh, data analytics space uh, before transitioning into cyber. I'm now working as a cloud security engineer. And um, definitely a big part of my successful transition was BIC. So I'm super excited to tell everybody about BIC, about Blacks and Cyber, um, and let you guys know what we have in store. Excellent. So let's go first down the road of Flax and Cyber and the creation of it. Michaela, do you mind walking us down that journey of what came about or experiences that you had that led to the creation of Flax and Cyber? And then Arthur, I want to learn everything about how you found out about Flax and Cyber. Sure. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. So um, I was an undergraduate student. I think I'll start the story, um, you know, back in undergrad when things kind of were budding and you kind of don't ever really know what you're going to do until you do it. And um, yeah, I guess I can definitely say it started there um, with a group of friends. So um, in undergrad, I found out what cybersecurity was and kind of how to get in different roles and um, sections of cyber and how that translated to, you know, general IT and things like that. So I wanted to learn more. Um, I formed up a little group to kind of learn more about it. Um, We started out trying to figure out what Kali Linux was and what DEF CON was and kind of how to you know, situate ourselves. Um, as I graduated and I was able to um, venture on the DC metro area, um, I went to conferences. Um, I believe it was uh, B-Side DC. And there I was able to kind of get to know the community and learn a little bit more about cyber in the area. Um, so it was me, a couple college friends. Um, we started meeting up, hanging out at different conferences, sharing knowledge, knowledge PDF, um, any other kind of books or tools we could use to just learn more and just gain more skills. and one became two, two became four, and we just became a group of people who went to conferences, exchanged information, and were able to just help one another. Um, from there, we were able to get our first event together, um, which was a meetup at the local library. We kind of tended to meet up in local hacker and maker spaces, and um, from there, we were able to, you know, get a group of people together to give some talks, have some snacks, and it just kind of grew from there. So we had our first talk in the Greenbelt Library, or a talk series in the Greenbelt Library, um, and then it kind of grew into a bigger kind of meetup scene. 
uh, from there, we were able to have our first winter summit um, in Arlington, Virginia, right before quarantine. So we grew from just a group of people meeting up and just going to conferences to um, an actual, um, you know, like a living, breathing body of those ready to serve the community. That's wonderful, Michaela. Arthur, I'm ready to hear. How did you discover them? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, actually, I, I first met Michaela at ShmooCon um, earlier this year. So um, I was pretty new to D.C. Um, I made the transition to cyber, but I was really enthusiastic about cybersecurity. Um, and I knew that conferences would be a great way to network and meet people actually in the field. Um, and then just kind of get to know what I was uh, getting myself into, you know, sort of like a, an immersion thing. Um, so I met Michaela at Shmulkan and um, yeah, she just, uh, she started schooling me on cyber like right away. Uh, my background, you know, where I come from in the analytics space, um, it's a lot more, I guess, uh, uptight, I'd say. So I actually showed up to this conference and I was dressed in like a full three-piece suit with like a, a suitcase and I had like my resume ready and, you know, I was really all business. And it was just funny because I got there and everybody is, you know, all cyber, dressed in t-shirts and jeans. And I was like, man, this is like completely a different world. Um, but like I said, thankfully I had Michaela there. She was able to show me the ropes. Um, she introduced me to a lot of cool people. Um, and they just really helped me feel more included in the cyber community. Um, ShmooCon was a great, great uh, experience, but, you know, there were not very many attendees there who, you know, represented the Black community. Um, so just getting to meet Michaela and the rest of Blacks in cyber, you know, I think it really, I guess, ignited a spark in me. And I was like, man, you know, I can really do this. Like, this is a real thing, you know, it just made me go that much harder. Um, and help me, you know, ultimately succeed in my goal of transitioning into cybersecurity. Yeah, I can't imagine showing up to ShmooCon, which if people aren't aware, it's kind of like the conference where it's hackerish, but at the same time, you know, government and, and a little bit of business, but everyone's wearing t-shirts and a hoodie because it's a little bit cold. But <laughs> I can't imagine it'd be like, here, let me bring my resume. I've done that at one point. But it wasn't in cybersecurity. But yeah, and Michaela, I guess, you know, you're opening your eyes. I mean, you're helping Arthur expand his eyes and seeing that, you know, here is a place where you can, you know, you can really thrive in. And here's a group of people that are trying to make sure that everyone feels like they're belonging to be here while they thrive. Yes, definitely. Um, it's one of our core values is inclusivity and integrity. And I'm glad I was able to stand for those core values and, you know, helping Arthur and, and having him be as successful as he is today. And so Arthur and Michaela, I know that, you know, Blacks and Cyber does so many different things. You mind just giving a, you know, a full idea of all the many things that you all do. Um, sure, I can definitely start, um, and then I'll have Arthur finish up. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of different things throughout the year. We try to have as many, you know, stream events on our live stream, which you can catch on Twitch or YouTube and Twitter, or everything up to our development programs and our conferences. So um, we like to definitely have seminars on different uh, subject matters or just people we like to interview in the field. Um, we have our development programs, our red team development, blue team development, speaker, 
and mentorship program to help stage people in the right direction and get them paired with resources to be successful. Um, and we like to have our events as well. So as outside is opening back up and the world is kind of going back to how it used to be with different modifications, we like to kind of try to get out in the community and, you know, just spread our wings. So uh, we definitely pride ourselves on our village culture. So we're excited to bring back our DEF CON village um, that hopefully can happen every summer um, and try to bring our village to other conferences as well. Um, our trademark event would be our winter conference that happens in February. And um, that's an event we really look forward to year round to just bring our community together and just help educate and bring people into the field. Um, you know, whether they're transitioning, they're students, or they're looking to just move up and skill up, we're just ready to help them. So, yeah, you might, so oh, uh, go for it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I guess I, I feel like this is definitely a perfect uh, venue here to promote WinterCon a little bit more. Um, so we definitely have WinterCon coming up here February 25th, 2023. Um, super excited. It's going to be a great time um, this year. Just because we're still being a little precautious, we're going to do everything virtual. So that means that, you know, uh, no travel. Anybody anywhere can attend. Um, and it's going to be like in the metaverse. So there'll be opportunities to really like hang out and get to meet new people and listen to great talks about cyber. So WinterCon is going to be great. Um, I know Michaela mentioned we are always at DEF CON every year, but this year as well. Well, not this year, excuse me. This year is almost over. But um, next year, we're going to be at ThoughtCon in Chicago as well. So anybody who uh, who's going to be at ThoughtCon, we'll definitely see you guys there. Yes, definitely. Um, whether that's a formal village or whether that's just a meetup, we're definitely trying to gather like we used to back in the good old days, which was literally like four, maybe five years ago. Um, at each conference, we can have a local ambassador meet people, um, you know, just help welcome them into the cyber field. I was like, Arthur, you want to talk about the winter conference, but you you beat me to it like completely. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like that you guys are also going to be at ThoughtCon. I went to ThoughtCon, I think it was back in 20, I want to say 2018, or but I could have brought it really been 2019. And I just remember how cool it was. It was, it was just like, I would imagine that that's probably how DEF CON was at one point, where you have like this place, you find out what the location is, and you go there, and it's just a bunch of hackers that are just having fun. I I love going to Chicago. So ThoughtCon is definitely one of my favorite conferences to attend. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I've never been at ThoughtCon before, but I actually moved to DC from Chicago. So it'd definitely be great to uh, to be back in the Windy City. So I'm super excited. Yeah, I, I look forward to visiting the Windy City again. One of my favorite restaurants is there, Bad Hunter. Did you ever go there? I've not. Where is, do you know what part of town that's in? I do not know, but they <laughs> shut down during the pandemic, apparently. Uh, so I was like looking forward to going there. And I there's a couple of bookstores that I always go to as well. But yeah, well, I'll have to find a new food place. But there's so many. You have like, was it Duck Duck Goose? Is this one of them, right? Duck Duck, duck Go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. good. Oh, it's a really good place. Okay, enough about food and, and Chicago and how amazing it can be. Um, Michaela, what are some things that you know people can do to help make the Winter Conference successful? Um, yes, um, so for Winter Conference, we just 
appreciate any kind of support. So the first thing that anyone can do ever is just to retweet, reshare, or just tell a friend, tell a friend. Um, social media is zero dollars and zero cents, at least for right now. We aren't sure what's happening. This <laughs> way. We definitely want people to just share on their medium of choice and just, you know, tell people they can come hang out with us, learn more about us and engage with our community. Um, we are expect, um, accepting um, sponsors or we're definitely expecting um, a lot more people this year. So we want to make sure that we have um, the space and availability to just, you know, allow people to come as they are and learn from us and the things we have to offer. So with, aside from sponsorship, you can also um, give a talk. You can go and see our CFP link and, um, you know, just apply to speak to our community about your expertise and about, um, you know, the things you'd like to share. So to wrap that up, sponsorship, our call for papers, telling people about us and, you know, sharing our information and um, also just attending if you feel like um, you also like to attend. So ticket sales should begin shortly. And we're really excited about bringing this virtual event back. Excellent. And then Arthur, is there anything else? Yeah, I just want to uh, give a little bit more information about the CFP. Um, so if you're interested, I actually posted some more information in the official Cyberary Discord. Um, so if you check out the Blacks and Cyber channel, uh, you'll see how some instructions there um, on how to submit a paper if you're interested. Um, but yeah, definitely looking forward to hearing all of the great talks. I believe a little bird also told me that y'all are looking for, you know, blue team development items. <laughs> I'd love to learn more what this birdie meant exactly. <laughs> and how can we all help? And I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about the Twitter bird, okay? That's that's gone <laughs> now at this point. <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, we're getting ready to launch our next iteration of the Blue Team Development Program. Um, so pretty much the thought process behind the Blue Team Development Program is we're just helping members of our community upskill and Blue Team skills. So whether that be like digital forensics or incident response, malware analysis, um, you know, if it falls within the umbrella of Blue Teaming, you know, we're trying to increase our knowledge base in that direction. Um, so what we're doing is we're partnering with, you know, practicing professionals in that space, and they're going to be giving different talks, like overviews, um, and just general information about blue teaming, you know, what makes a good blue teamer, uh, tips and advice on how to succeed in that space, um, how to break into blue teaming. Um, and then also we'll have some training available so we have a really good partnership with uh, INE that we're going to leverage to um, get some training uh, for our blue team development program uh, enrollees, so that way we can get them certified and then, you know, ideally uh, upskilled and either promoted in their current position or you know help them break through that barrier and get their first cyber role. And then Michaela, is there anything in particular that you also see in the near future that Blacks and Cyber could use assistance in? Yes, um, I definitely think that um, we just want to make sure that we're, um, you know, networking and just um, able to partner with as many orgs or um, companies as we can to just bridge that gap, even if that's mentoring in you know, knowledge sharing. We love to have people on our stream. So anyone who wants to just share a little bit of knowledge or tell a story, we definitely would appreciate that um, or anything up to, you know, voucher programs or, um, you know, job pairing programs that we can use to help get um, opportunities and um, different other um, aspects to other people. So um, 
in short, you know, whatever you can give, we are willing to use all the way um, into used books and home lab supplies. Uh, we pride ourselves in being green and trying to help recycle. Um, so if you have a spare anything laying around and you'd like to see it go to the hands of a student or someone who could use it to develop their career, we're definitely accepting. And then let's see here. What would you say would be a good advice to people that right now are looking to feel like they can fit in and find belonging places? Do you have any advice, Michaela and Arthur? It's open to both of you on that one. Okay. Um, I'd say, um, you know, just try to find your tribe, find your community. There's so many options for organizations, I feel like now, whether that's virtual or physical, to where you are, um, like local chapters or entities. So I would say finding your tribe and finding your organization would be the best way to kind of help yourself, um, you know, however you'd like to navigate that. Um, I think that, you know, there's just so much strength in having a community behind you and a community supporting you. So I think that's a great way to just, you know, even if you aren't really sure what to do yet, you can always just, um, you know, uh, find a mentor or find just a resource that can help you. Arthur, anything else you want to add to that one? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Michaela really hit the bullseye there. You know, just finding your tribe. Um, I think that's that's the most important part. Um, and then I think once you do that, everything will fall into place. And how can, you know, potential new members locate y'all and, and anything that they should know when joining? Um, you can follow us on our website. Um, you can follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Um, hopefully we can maybe have a Mastodon instance in case things go left on Twitter, but um, we're definitely on most social media um, in our website. So we're just a Google search away. Do you, it's great that seeing people are going on to Mastodon now at this point. Like I just got on it, I think about a week ago and I'm still learning how to use it. And I have to admit, it's kind of refreshing from Twitter. I just feel like Twitter had so much in there just to, and I don't know about y'all, but like the past like week has been so intense with the amount of spam and like bots these days. It's, it's insane. Definitely. Yeah. That's cool. I'm also new to Mastodon. So definitely looking forward to learning how to use the platform. Lovely. And then Arthur and Michaela, do you have any references or like books or, or documentaries or videos that you would recommend for people to watch to learn more about Blacks and Cyber? Besides the website, just saying. <laughs> um, yeah, actually we have our YouTube channel, which has two of our most recent documentaries, our first village documentary and our recap for our last um, DEF CON 3 village. Um, so you can watch those and, um, also, I guess for the greater cyber field, um, there's the DEF CON documentary that can uh, teach you a lot and just kind of show you how that really large entity of a conference works. Because it can, you know, be really easy to feel like, you know, a small minnow in a big pond. But I think after watching that, you can kind of see how things are and, uh, you know, the breakdown. Great. And then my my last question I would ask, actually, no, it's probably going to be my second. I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm just going to start there. If there 
Is there any way that people can help your organization? Say if they want to try to fundraise donations, do you have any suggestions for people to do that in their organization? Um, yes, so we can um, definitely help anyone if they send us an email or um, go to our capture page. There's a donate um, section of the website where you can click on and go to our link through our fiscal sponsor, Calix. Um, you can also call, contact the Calix Institute and uh, reach out um, and they can help you with navigating the issues. All right, and my last question for today's session is, what is the one thing that you would recommend or a takeaway that you've learned being in cybersecurity that you wish you knew at a younger part in your career history? Yeah, for me, I would just say like, um, you know, cybersecurity is really neat just because of the wealth of resources that are available online. Um, so just really like leveraging those resources will take you very far. Um, there's a lot of great free resources. There's some great paid ones too, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, just being able to leverage those resources, uh, to teach yourself about different aspects of InfoSec, I think is, is a very valuable skill to have. Yes. Um, to piggyback off what he said, um, Definitely just like leveraging everything you can, whether that's blogs or, you know, your LinkedIn network or your community or, you know, um, any kind of um, course that someone's offering. I think that those resources go unvalued or undervalued at times. And, you know, that's where you kind of get that niche information and, you know, a shortcut whenever you need it. Um, and I'd say for me personally, um, as someone who's making their way into penetration testing, um, it's kind of just like a, I guess it's just a part of the job that sometimes you're going to be loud and wrong, or sometimes you're going to not get it right the first time. But, you know, just that ability to kind of dust yourself off and get back in it and, you know, research and come back and maybe that didn't work, but you can try something else. And just being agile and just being committed to just making progress every day. I think that's uh, really important. I like that. So curious. Just be curious, everyone, but also roll up your sleeves here. We can all do something to make an impact. Well, Michaela and Arthur, it was lovely to have you on here talking about Blacks and Cyber. And if anyone has any information or, I mean, they want to learn more, I should say, um, the link will be posted below. So thank you again, Michaela and Arthur, and I hope to have you on again in the near future. Thank you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Changemaking Podcast with Chloe Mestagi. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share ITSPMagazine.com with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to associate your brand with our conversations, sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey. You can always find us at the intersection of technology, cybersecurity, and society.